Welcome to Christian Financial Perspectives, where you're invited to gain insight, wisdom, and knowledge about how Christians integrate their faith, life, and finances with a biblical worldview. Here's your Christian Financial Advisors host, Bob Barber, and his co-host, Sean Peters. Welcome to another episode of Christian Financial Perspectives. I'm so glad that you've joined us today, whether you're watching this online on YouTube or you're listening in on one of the podcast directories. If you are on YouTube and you like this kind of content where we cover financial advice and other topics, but from a Christian and biblical perspective, uh, we'd love it for you to like this video, share it with others, and especially hit that subscribe button so uh, you can know anytime we release a new video. And today, we're going to be covering part two of our three-part series on diversification. Bob, you want to get us started? An exciting subject to me because we're into this every single day. And That's right. this program is a good program for a DIY, a do-it-yourself work, or somebody just wants to know how we at Christian Financial Advisors, how we build our portfolios, which is pretty complex. And I thought in the beginning, Sean, I was going to be able to do this in one part. And then I realized as I got deeper in, it was going to take three different parts yeah. to do this or else we're talking an hour on this. Yeah. And we don't want to lose anybody. Uh, last week, um, I want to do a recap. And then so if you didn't get to see it, I would invite you to go back and uh, take a look at it. It had to do with the equity style and fixed income style charts. There's nine blocks in each chart. Uh, I'm going to have Garrett right now uh, show you those charts that we went into each uh, into detail what each one of those blocks meant. That's right. So um, today, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the 12 sectors that can fit within all 18 of those blocks, Sean, um, being that there's nine in the equities mm -hmm. and there's nine in the fixed income. That's right. Okay. That's right. And then we go into uh, all the different sectors. And before we get uh, much further, let's go ahead and, and read Ecclesiastes 11.2. This is uh, from the NIV. Invest in seven ventures, yes, in eight. You do not know what disaster may come upon the land. And I feel like that fits pretty well with diversification and coming from arguably the wealthiest by a, by a small margin yeah. man that ever lived. Uh, what was it? I think Austin told us it was something like six or seven trillion dollars like adjusted for today's. If, if Solomon would have been living yeah. today. Yeah. And, and there's nobody in the world. To that my wealthy. knowledge, there we don't have any trillionaires, right? We just have a lot of we billionaires. Have, we have billionaires, I like multiple hundreds of billions. Yeah. But I feel like anything... With a trillion, if that's your your net worth, like like Solomon would have had, I feel like you're probably first place. <laughs> and and, you know, and if Solomon, who knew how to build wealth, you realize he didn't put it all in one thing, did he? Mm -hmm. He he diversified it over seven or eight sectors. And you hear me preaching a lot here about, yeah. especially to those that love real estate. We live in a big real estate town. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have gotten wealthy on real estate, and they think that everything should be put in real estate. Well, that flies right in the face of a scriptural principle. That's right. Okay. And there's also a scriptural principle about there's a time for everything. Yes. So, so, yeah, you may have, may have done well for quite some time with real right. estate. But just like any other market, they all go through cycles, which is why you would be prudent to diversify properly, which means not just real estate. And uh, before we go further, Bob, I actually have something really exciting, especially if anyone yeah. is watching, listening that didn't get our last episode. But we're very excited to announce we have a, a new program that we're calling Tier Genesis. 
and we've made this uh, with in mind those who are a little more DIY as well as those who are you know households that wouldn't meet our normal hundred thousand dollar total assets minimum and so this is a program that is an all digital program and you can go directly to the website and sign up and, and get started and mm -hmm. you'll have access to the same investment management that we we do for all of our clients already but by offering it through a, a little bit different of a program and service we can help those who don't meet our normal minimum but are you know maybe young family or young professional people trying to get started or those who just maybe haven't built up as much as well as if you are the type of diy with your advisor where don't call me, I'll call you. Right. So, <laughs> then so this might maybe you have 500,000 or yeah. even 2 million or and 3 million. And you just want what we do, yeah. but don't call me all the time. I'll yeah. call you when I need you. Exactly. <laughs> well, and this is for you. And so if you want to learn more about that, or if you're really excited, and you're like, hey, I want to get started, check out tiergenesis.com. That's T-I-E-R genesis.com. We'll have that in the description and on screen as well. All right. So, so all right. So we're, into, now we're going to get into the sectors, and yeah. hopefully we're going, we're going to try to do this very quickly. Um, Garrett's going to be putting putting up each sector, but then we're going to talk about within each sector the industries of those sectors. Okay. That's right. So you've got twelve different sectors. First one is healthcare. Mm -hmm. So Sean, the four industries that we invest in when we look at healthcare are number one, we have healthcare equipment and supplies, and then we have number two, healthcare providers and services number three, biotechnology, and number four, pharmaceuticals. You can see how those four break down. You might, the, yeah. the providers could be hospitals, okay? That's right. The biotechnology would be the invent, you know, inventing the arm or a, a medicine. A pharmaceuticals would come under, uh, like we had Eventide on one time, and they talked about um, schizophrenia, right. okay? Yeah. And and so, but that kind of, kind of comes under biotechnology at the same, it, yeah. it, it could fall yeah. there. The but, point is there's a, there's a lot of variety. There's so a lot of variety the in sector healthcare. as right. healthcare, and then you have those four industries, and and even to an extent, those four industries. I mean, you could kind of subdivide those into a bunch of different areas as well. You sure can. So right. So the second area is communication services, mm -hmm. and this involves three uh, three primary industries. Right. We have telecommunications. We have number two at media wireless, like wireless phones. Right. And number three, we have entertainment and internet media. Netflix. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's ever heard of that. It's a streaming company. <laughs> <laughs> Watching Friday Night Lights right now on it from a long time ago. I never saw that, and I'm really enjoying it. Like I was telling you earlier, it's making me, uh, I'm like looking, watching this this series. I'm going, that is too realistic, too much yeah. like my town I grew up in. Which is not something you normally think of when you watch a show. No, it's like, not. Like, hey, this is realistic, but yeah. sometimes it happens. So so we've covered healthcare, <clears throat> communication services. Next is? Number three is technology. For, technology. Uh, divided into four primary industries. We have number one, internet software and service companies. Number two, we have IT consulting services. Number three, we have semiconductor equipment. And number four, we have computers and peripherals. So, so far we've gone through three. Now have I, sounds confusing, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, th this is, Can't if be. you if you want to do it yourself, that's fine. Um, if you love this stuff like we do, but this is, we're showing you how we take all these different sectors and then the industries under each sector and we put that into an investment portfolio. That's Next right. week in part three, we'll be talking about how we apply this and use that equity style chart and fixed income style chart for each one because yeah. every one of these has companies and they fit 
somewhere in that equity style chart. That's right. Okay. That's it right. could be a small cap, large cap, mid cap. It could be a growth or value or somewhere yeah. in between company. So they all fit mm-hmm. within one of those nine. And, and obviously one of the one of the reasons why we want to cover these sectors and the sub industries or industries is because even if you use those charts, you know, and you had large, small cap, mid cap, you know, you had these different areas right. and you were really diversified if all of those different positions from the equity and the fixed income were all from one primary sector or or from, you know, mm-hmm. uh, only a few, you know, a couple industries, then you're not as diversified as you might think because you're, you're missing a piece of it. So that's kind of why we thought this would be a good part too, to go over these sectors and industries. And you can overweight these sectors or mm-hmm. underweight the sectors depending on where the markets are. Like a, yeah. a few years ago, if you remember oil, was it under 20, $20. Yeah. I mean, it went negative there for a while yeah. during COVID. And and then it went up to 120 this last summer. Yeah. And now as we are doing the program, as we're making the program, it's in the mid seventies per barrel. Yeah. So, you know, you look at overweighting energy as an example, a couple of years ago when nobody wanted to invest in it, that's the time when you want to invest in it. That's right. When it and when everybody, and I'm telling you, Sean, cause I watched CNBC this last summer, everybody's saying, you got to get into oil, got to get into oil. And I'm going, no. Yeah. It's $120 well, a barrel. It was it was interesting because in, in late 2020, you know, when we we moved into energy when nobody really wanted to move into energy. Yeah. And it was down quite a bit. And meanwhile, everybody's talking about technology stocks, which were skyrocketing. Right. Like, well, then when those flip around, like, well, now maybe if the technology stocks continue dropping like they like they have been, at least as of the time of recording, uh, maybe now's the time to invest in technology right. and not invest in energy. <laughs> That's right. So you got to watch all these yeah. sectors. So the, the fourth sector is what we refer to as consumer discretionary. And that has to do with like retail. How mm-hmm. much money do you have to go spend in retail, automobiles, um, consumer durables, apparels, uh, hotels okay yep. i know it's, you would think well that's travel but that's consumer discretionary that's discretionary that's right. spending you don't have to go to a hotel that's additional dollars that you have to spend in restaurants now consumer discretionary can you imagine would do better in a good economy right yeah yeah when people have more discretionary income to spend yeah it kind of almost seems like it goes together with the title there yes correct. so those are their there are those six uh, and then our our fifth sector we have is consumer staples and it's divided into six primary industries we have food and drug we have beverages we have food products oh sorry that was food and drug retailing yeah yeah uh, then number two beverages three food products number four tobacco which number, we would not invest in right no again yeah we're not making any recommendations yeah. in general like right. uh, on this program that we're just listing what they are i just want to make sure people yeah. know we will not invest in tobacco here <laughs> uh number five household products number six personal products and this did really well you know back in covid uh, your your WalMarts and like your Kroger's and your your big grocery store chains did very well because these are consumer staples. These are things that people gotta have. That's and, right, and and they need. Now, and in Bever- 2020, I think uh, the toilet paper companies had probably record sales. <laughs> oh, oh, right? Oh God, <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, you go to you go Pe- people to, buying six yep. years worth of toilet paper for some reason. Like guys, come on, we're yeah. gonna have more toilet paper. <laughs> I'll never uh, that. 
I remember taking pictures of that. Yeah. And, and it's like, you can't get paper towels. You can't get toilet paper. And it's like, it was insane. Yeah. The run we had on that. And then people were trying to turn around and flip it and yeah. sell it at yeah. high prices. Would, I never thought I'd see the day that people were scalping toilet paper online. <laughs> <laughs> so the so we're nearly halfway through, which the sixth one we were just talking about is energy. But energy breaks down. It's not just, you know, gas in your car. That's right. It's got five primary uh, sub-industries. That's right. We've got number one, crude oil. Number two, natural gas. Number three, drilling. Number four, refining. And number five, energy-related services. And all these will drive energy prices. Like, mm-hmm. as an example, when energy was very, very low, those that were drilling were like, it's not worth it. But yeah. prices went to $120 a barrel. Now everybody's drilling. Yeah. And now what's happening is you've got so many drilling that you have extra supply coming mm-hmm. onto the market. That will drive the price back down. It will get yeah. down to a certain point where they'll stop drilling. They'll say, this is not worth it again. Yeah. It's just a cycle. And like yeah. it goes with Ecclesiastes, says there's a time for everything. That's why all these, you'll have energy that will rotate, but then you'll have the industries within energy will yeah. rotate back and forth as well. Well, and, and, and when you get into energy, I think that's an interesting example, is that if the, if the prices are really high, like for for the oil, then you know obviously there's going to be more of a drive for drilling and exploratory right. drilling. But when it comes to the refinery, what's interesting is if the oil was already purchased, the energy companies they don't have to refine it. You know they can kind of turn the valve up or down a mm-hmm. little bit depending on like what the market demand is because they're trying to make as much as they can per gallon of gas or diesel or you know, per gallon for the, for the oil. So why would they want to sell more if they don't make as much? If anything, just pull that supply back a little bit. Don't refine as fast. It's just one of the, you know, people always want to blame the government or whatever political party, but energy companies have a lot to play in that too. And you know, as we think think about one of these uh, sectors, I was just thinking about something when my head was spinning as you were doing it about energy. There's a, there's an old Texas company here called Southwest Airlines, and they are known that when energy goes way down, they go in and buy a lot. I mean, when oil prices are way down, they'll go in and hedge it, and they'll buy it for a couple of years. You wonder if they went and did that mm-hmm. during COVID when it was when, they, yeah. when oil basically went to zero for yeah, a while, I remember seeing insane. that in the news. Uh, I don't remember how many years ago it was, but I remember that coming out where a lot of the airlines were really struggling when mm-hmm. prices had gone up quite a bit. And Southwest, of course, was in the news about like, oh, well, they're actually doing great because they they bought a whole bunch previous or they, they hedged it, you know? Like, yeah. That's interesting. Next, we have financials. Okay, so this is going to break down into financial services firms like like ours, mm-hmm. uh, also banks, um, insurance, mm-hmm. this insurance industry. Then you have your overall capital markets, your consumer finance, like your credit cards, mm-hmm. and then thrift companies. So all these different sectors, and you'll notice again a lot of rotation within the financial. I saw that over the last couple of years, between which one of the, these one of these industries would be hot while another one wasn't. That's right. Okay. So our, our eighth sector is industrials, and uh, we've got ten industries. Oh, under that's a lot there. That's, that's a lot right. to look at. So number one, aerospace and defense. Number two, building products. Number three, construction and engineering. Number four, electrical equipment. Number five, machinery. Number six, commercial services and supplies. Number seven, air freight and logistics. Number eight, airlines. Number nine, marine. And number 10, road and railroad. Uh, Road and rail. I have a feeling when we're listing all these now, people are starting to go, okay, 
can I listen to this much longer? I'm starting to have brain overload, and that's what will happen. Yeah. Um, now, like I say, if you want to build the portfolios yourself, you can. And you yeah. use this information to do that, and that's very good for the DIY. If you're finding yourself as you're listening to this, you're going, this is so much. I'm being becoming overwhelmed. Again, we just mentioned at the beginning of our program, Tier Genesis. That's right. We have our Tier Genesis program coming out for anyone that can go online, tiergenesis.com, and you'll get <coughs> these sectors, and we're, we're putting these sectors depending on where the markets are, overweighting yeah. or underweighting, yeah. into our equity style boxes that we talked about in part one. Yeah. We're basically, think of it as this. If this is, seems like a lot of information, either that's good if you're trying to do more of this on your own. Right. Or maybe you need an advisor. Yes. Maybe it's us, maybe not. But yep. but we just figured it would be good to both help some DIY people and also allow you guys to kind of peek under the hood to an extent, you know, to see what, what's going on, yeah. what goes on in our day-to-day life and how we do what we do. Now, so. Just so you know, there's only three more, okay? Yeah. I know we've gone through a lot of these, and it's a lot of information. The The, the last three are materials, uh, well, actually four more. We've got materials, utilities, um, real estate, real estate, and then physical, physical assets. assets. Okay. Boy, Sean, I'm going, i tell you what we need to do. There's so many different sectors in here. We're, let's just try to hit on some of these, because I, okay. I think we're, we're getting so deep into this. I sure. can see where this could... <laughs> I've had people sit across the desk from me before, and they've actually said, you're going to make my head explode if you keep okay. bringing this on. Well, let's let's just hit a, a highlight a few industries okay. under each one. So, right, so number nine, materials. Uh-huh. We've got uh, things like chemicals, construction materials, uh, metals and mining, you know, th- those kinds of things, uh, you know, paper forest. Uh, number 10 for the sector, we've got utility or utilities. Uh, really just kind of one industry, but you've got companies that produce, generate, transmit, or distribute electricity, or you have companies that produce, generate, transmit natural gas. Exactly. Pretty much and the only, you know. Any um, one of our last major sectors is real estate, okay? Yeah. Now, there, there's a, people don't realize that there are 14 different yeah. industries within real estate. So we're estate. not going to hit all no, of those. No, we're, we're not. <laughs> but but you do have, you have your big industrial buildings. You've got your retail buildings. Yeah. You've got your lodging. You have your offices. Then you have your residential. Yeah, then you okay. get residential. Which apartments come under that too. Yeah. All right. And then, you know, just to name a couple more, then you have things like, you know, healthcare is its own industry under, right. under uh, Which, real estate. Interesting. You've got, see, that didn't, that came under real estate. So you got the the hospital mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. It's the building that is. It's, exactly. Okay. So two, two separate things. You right. Know, you could be investing in the service of the hospitals. That's right. Or you could be investing in the real estate of the hospitals. That's correct. Things like that. Uh, you know, a c- couple other ones I think is interesting, data centers and then Timberland. I like the one so. of cell phone towers. Yeah. You know, because yeah. that is real estate and you see yeah. there's cell phone towers everywhere. So that that's just a, a few of them. And then we get um, to our last one, which is physical assets. That is gold and silver and actual equipment. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Things that you, things that you can touch. Now. So what would be a good example a, of that, Bob, for equipment? I and mean, I'm sure everybody okay. watching or listening knows probably what gold and silver are. But what would a uh, equipment as a physical asset sector? Caterpillar. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. John Deere. Yeah. So those are those are examples right there of investing in equipment. Gotcha. All cool. right. So there you go. That is the twelve sectors. 
Last program, again, we discussed the equity style charts. In the next and last uh, of our series on diversification, we're going to be uh, discussing how you take these sectors and build actual portfolios, which we're going to be going over our ultra-conservative portfolio, conservative, moderate growth, and aggressive growth. And we'll be talking about how you overweight and underweight these different sectors yeah. and, in and, the, and style charts. That's right. And uh, if you're watching this video on YouTube, we'd love to, to hear from you. You can comment, you know, maybe uh, what, what, what sector do you think looks like might, you know, like might might have a comeback in 2023 or, you know, what's yeah. one maybe you're interested in uh, after, I'm sure you've memorized all these by now. Oh, right? sure. You yeah, got it. After hearing them. So, uh, yeah, but we just love, or, you know, just in general, just leave us a comment and tell us maybe a topic you might like to see us cover. And we hope this, so. this has been very educational to you. By the way, if you need some financial advice and you would like to hire somebody to do all this for you, we are a fee-based, fiduciary-based advisor, and you can find us on the web at Christian. FA or ChristianFinancialAdvisors.com. And our phone number uh, during business hours, Central Standard Time is 830-609-6986. You can text or call that number. That's right. Thanks again for joining us. God bless. And until next time. We invite you to listen to all of our past episodes covering many financial topics from a Christian perspective. To make sure you don't miss any of Bob's upcoming episodes, you can subscribe to Christian Financial Perspectives on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Amazon Music. To learn more about integrating your faith with your finances, visit ChristianFinancialAdvisors.com or call 830-609-6986. Investment advisory services offered through Christian Investment Advisors, Inc., DBA Christian Financial Advisors, also known as Christian Financial Advisors Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Comments from today's show are for informational purposes only and not to be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any company that may have been mentioned or discussed. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host, Bob Barber, and his guests. Bob does not provide tax advice and encourages you to seek guidance from a tax professional. While Christian Investment Advisors believes the information to be accurate and reliable, we do not claim or have responsibility for its completeness, accuracy, or reliability.